I'm sorry I screamed. another episode of the by Felipe podcast. I'm Alexandra Tweeten and I'm here with my co-host Allison Stevenson. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> I am recovering from the worst illness I've had in a long time. Um, yeah. And I feel like I feel like my voice still sounds like I'm sick. Do you hear that? Like, does my voice sound weird to you? Um. Do I sound sick? Honestly, no, not that bad. Maybe okay, a little. Good. <laughs> but now I'm trying to remember what I, like, your voice sounds voice. like <laughs> outside of illness. I lost my voice last night, so really, I was, like trying to talk to too many people, and I was just like, I can't. <laughs> Man, that yeah. sucks. So, so you were sick last week, and now you're kind of in recovery mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like out down for the count like fever Damn. chills coughing it was like the flu or something it wasn't covid yes. even though i got not covid i got a covid test uh, yeah it's like we forget that yeah, you can have know. illnesses other than covid at this point <laughs> it's just like yeah it was honestly like the last time i got covid in december this was worse I mean, I I was triple vaccinated for that, so that's, of course. But, like, I was like, this is, I haven't been this sick in so long. And it, I, I've heard from a lot of people that are getting sick, and it's not COVID. And there's, like, just some fucking bug going around, so. What if it's, like, a new one? There's, like, a new thing I know, that we don't that's know about I yet. <laughs> I was like, I feel like this is a new COVID that they haven't discovered yet. Or like a whole and new I'm disease entirely. <laughs> and we yeah. like have another lockdown. Which honestly, yeah. I would kind of be okay with. Like, <laughs> not going <laughs> to lie. I'm like, that unemployment was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I could use a break. <laughs> yeah. A forced break. I could do like another lockdown yeah. for like a month. I think a month lockdown would be chill. <laughs> No, nobody's I with mean, me. I, I'm so tired from being sick. Like I could definitely just sleep for a month now. So. <laughs> yeah, man, that sucks. I'm sorry. Being sick isn't fun. Yeah, it's okay. I'm like recovering. I feel a lot better, but I'm still. I still have a cough, but like at least I don't have a fever, and I'm not. Yeah. Mm. completely incapacitated so anyway i'm i'm getting back to it um <laughs> how yeah, has it nothing, affected your nothing. dating life that's the real question well well actually so i was hanging out with someone last weekend and uh i think that's probably when i got sick but he didn't get sick. He just, like, had sniffles. Hmm. And I, I was just, like, completely shut down. But it was really cute. He asked if he could bring me anything. And, and I was like, well, I could use some NyQuil and some DayQuil. 
Aw. So he brought he brought me some over while I was sick, and that was really sweet. That's nice. Okay, that's yeah. a good sign. That means he like likes you, yeah. likes you probably. <laughs> or he was just being nice. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, I think I'm if a random dude, if a dude didn't like give a shit about me who I was, like, kind of recently dating, he wouldn't offer to help in any way. Oh, Just be yeah. like, oh, that sucks. Uh, hit me up when you're feeling better. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> he wouldn't be like, what can I get for you? Yeah. So I think yeah. it's a good sign. <laughs> it is a good sign. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to hang out with him again and just get to know him more because... <laughs> I don't know if he listens to the podcast. Maybe he does. Um, I'm not going to say. You'd be surprised. Most of the time you think not. And then turns out they're like, oh, I heard you what you said about me on your podcast last <laughs> week. It's like, bitch, why didn't you tell me that you fucking listen? Why, why are you hiding this from me? Cause, it's because they well, want to be talked about low key. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, um, no, but I have nothing bad to say. I'm like, he's totally sweet and um he told me <laughs> this weekend that he read my book um oh i think it was like before we met actually that he read it so really like so he's like a like, fan oh you know a lot more about me than i know about you yeah but um i kind of like that i like that i mean if I really like someone, I do. I like do a lot of research on them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's Sometimes. also like the positive of it is like, yeah, sure, it's a little unbalanced, but it's also like, okay, so he like knows what he's in for. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and he's still into it. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting scared off. I've put, I mean, I'm very like open, and if you want to know like a lot about me. You can find it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Pretty easily. Um, so the fact that uh, he knows that much about me and still um, is interested is, like, a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the opposite. So, I'm like, ugh, please don't Google me. <laughs> don't look me up. But they always do. He, yeah. I mean, that's... I'm always. I'm always, like... I don't know. Do you want to know everything about me? Like, ooh. I feel like none of it's that bad. I don't. I can't think of anything. Only no, if they're like bad. intimidated by like. That's, that's the, what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm more saying is like it's not bad. It's just like I think we can freak people out. Yeah. <laughs> by the amount of uh, information. <laughs> the volume of things we've written and <laughs> talked about and. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot, but, you know, yeah, it's like, it's a part of who we are, and it's a part of dating us, so it yeah. is important to kind of get it out of the way and be like, is it, you fuck with this or not, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, I, d I do think it is kind of like a shortcut, it's like, mm -hmm. fast track, this is it, this is what you're getting, like, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah, you know. It's interesting because my mentality and it's uh, my therapist kind of like has told me the opposite of what my mentality is in terms of like I kind of like just getting things out there up front like 
right up top. Like, yeah, this is this is a yeah. thing that happened. Like, I went viral for this, <laughs> like things like that. I uh-huh. like to let them know right away. So it's like if you if any of this scares you, like, yeah, get out now. Back you out know, now. yeah. <laughs> and my therapist was like, well. He he had an interesting perspective on it, which was like, sure, like it is important, but like, you know, do you think there's any sort of self-sabotaging in that? Any sort of like, he kind of like posited oh. to me as something to think about where it's like, you know, are you kind of like making sure something ends before it even starts? If you're like laying all this stuff on them before you really like get to know each other. It's like maybe he mm. might think this is something he's not into, but because he likes you, he's willing to, you know, like be more okay with it or whatever. Like maybe you kind of should let things breathe a little, which was a perspective I hadn't really given too much thought to. But it's a mm-hmm. kind of interesting other way to look at it. I don't know. I still mostly yeah. do the verbal diarrhea up top of like, <laughs> this is the deal. But. <laughs> Did you resonate with that? Do you think that it was self-sabotaging at all? Or do you think it's just like not? I don't have think. To do that? Yeah, I, I don't think so. But what I'm learning is that I might have a lot of self-sabotaging behavior that I don't consciously think is self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think it could fall under that of like, yeah, maybe I subconsciously like don't want it to succeed or something. I, I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like those mm-hmm. ambivalent men we talked about, like maybe I'm one of those <laughs> and I just don't realize it. <laughs> uh, I mean, Lord knows I've had a lot of failed, <laughs> uh, not even relationships. So <laughs> I don't know what's going true, on. True. Actually, something else I talked about in therapy, which I also thought was really interesting is, you know, because I was telling him about my frustration with like, I've been talking to a few guys lately. And again, it's the sort of thing where we have like, we get along for a minute and then they, you know, it gets revealed that there's no like interest in a relationship. And he, again, like, yeah. not that he always blames me and tells me what I'm doing wrong, but he, he does kind of urge me to, like, think about the way that I communicate and the way that I might have a role in, like, you know, these kinds of incidents. And something he said to me, I think because I was just, like, casually, like, talking about, like, a text exchange. And I, I said, yeah, I wanted to, you know, I was asking him if he wanted to hang out. And, you know, he said he he said maybe or whatever. And my therapist was like, is that how you worded it? Hang out? And I was like, yeah, probably. Like, that's how I word things. And he was like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't word something like that. Like, if you want, if it's a date, call it a date. Say, hey, do you want to go on another date? So it was like, yeah. he did encourage me to, like, think more about the language. And I think a lot of us do this where mm-hmm. we, like, really keep it chill and casual without even realizing it when yeah. we say things like, are we hanging yeah. out tonight? You know, do you still want to meet up? Yeah. Like, not really, like, yeah. using the terminology we want. Not. Like, oh, is our date on yeah. for tonight still? Like, you know, like, just things mm-hmm. like that where we could consciously put more effort into the words that we use when interacting in these situations. Mm -hmm. So it like, and it's so subtle and it's something I never would have thought about until he like kind of brought it up. But it's like, yeah, maybe because I'm 
being so overly conversational in a way that's like so like casual that could just sort of Mm -hmm. give the vibe of casually like unintentionally yeah yeah totally i I thought that was interesting i'm just sharing with you guys my therapy sessions now there's no (laughs) that's the podcast now (laughs) i just relay what i talk about (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i did find that That interesting um, i was like yeah. Yeah. And you do need someone to point that out like, oh, did you notice that this is how you talk about this? You know, and you wouldn't really yeah. think about it otherwise. Because it's literally in the same breath. I'm like, but also I told him that I like I want to seriously date somebody. And he's like, yeah, but you were also like, let's yeah. hang out. So it was like, yeah, he kind of pointed out the contradiction in like my intention versus like how I put it out there. And yeah. I'm definitely putting more thought into that from now on in my little, yeah, my little interactions. Maybe like, yeah, instead of saying hanging out, like, when are we going on a date? <laughs> yeah, I definitely do want to actually use the word date from now on. Like, not shy away yeah. from the word date. Ugh. Yeah, that's good. Text. <laughs> if you guys heard a weird duck sound, sorry, it's my phone. <laughs> Yeah, I the last person I was dating or like seeing or whatever going on what he I did notice like I consciously noticed that he used the word date and like he was like, "Oh, do you want to like come on a double date or like, you know?" And I was mm. like, "Oh." And it it made yeah. my ears perk up and I was like, "Oh, this is like this is a date." <laughs> That's true. I mean, both like, uh, yeah, I don't hear it that often from other people. I don't hear like, it very often from guys. Yeah. It's just avoided to use that word. Yeah. In general, it feels like. But it's like maybe that's a big part of the problem is we're not saying the word date. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and that's how we end up with avoidant fucking mm-hmm. people. Yep. Big time. Uh, so how was your week? Did anything happen? Um, I might have a little story for the bonus episode. Ooh, okay. Dot, dot, Stay dot, tuned hint, hint. for the bonus. Yeah, we, we can, we can go into a little more details in the bonus episodes. Um, cause All right. All right. it's much more private. Um, but oh. basically not too much. It's been a pretty uneventful okay. Like, you know, I kind of want to, like, come up with a word. I don't know if a word like this exists, but it's, like, it's it's kind of happened to me, and it happens every now and then, where, like, you're on the apps, or, like, like some, like, okay, my thing with that guy ended, so back on the apps, and I've, like, shockingly matched with, like, three to four people right now who I'm like hopeful about I'm like oh they actually seem really cool and we're like talking a little bit and like there's like a date scheduled I have a date tonight and then I have like a date like I think later in the week so it's like I want there to be like a word for this where it's like this new like like you have a few like do you know what I'm talking about because uh, it's kind of like the good before it all comes crashing down. Like, because I know most of these are not going to go anywhere. Like, because 
the pattern is repeating like, oh, cool. I'm like talking to a few guys that I'm excited about. This is promising. Uh And then it all goes to shit like a week later where it's like, oh, nope, this one's not responding. This one's canceling the date. This one's like, you know, whatever, trying to fuck. Uh, I mean, which is fine, but yeah, whatever. Um, Like, I want there to be a word for like just the few days of hope (laughs) that you have (laughs) before it it comes just crashing down yeah. of like the the online dating ex- anticipation like the yeah. excitement before it just goes to shit yeah yeah i i bet there's like a german word for it already yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's gotta be if anybody has any thoughts let us know we uh <laughs> we need a word for that i think or i'll, I'll yeah. keep thinking if it could be like two words combined what would what would it be like mm. uh uh, a uh, a daddy a uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, something, something about like excitement, anticipation, and hope. then like a yeah, like relationship hope or something. Like yeah, match hope. hope. Yeah. Something like that. We'll have to. We'll have to. The the hope this. before the storm or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Um. Yeah, I was just thinking too about um, you know that point because I I'm also I feel like we're doing like we're witnessing ourselves doing we're observing ourselves doing these things like um it's like that point when it's like you can see what you're doing and you're just like observing it. Um, and you're doing that with like the, the like hope (laughs) of a relationship. I was, I was witnessing myself doing this thing of like when you're first starting to date someone and like, you're not like super in, you're not like, you know, like super invested in it yet, but you can see yourself, um, like, like, incorporating them like into your thoughts and like daily routine you know Mm. like uh I've never actually like observed myself uh, doing that until like right now (laughs) I'm like oh I'm thinking about texting this person and like I can see how it's like they're getting like incorporated into my day of like yeah, I don't know. it's just like when you first start like texting someone like regularly, and then like, uh, it's more methodical in a way, or like you're like, it's more meta. Like, what's the difference between just like what you're saying and 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 just like doing those things? I I, <laughs> it's hard to explain. Like like is it yeah, more analytical? I'm in more of like a meta way or like a, a I'm just like, oh, I can see myself doing this. And like if you take it farther two it's steps like, oh, ahead you know, sort when of a thing. Yeah, if you if you're like, oh, uh, you know when you're you're texting someone or when you're like sort of getting to know someone and then it's like you're in it with them and like you're texting all the time and hanging out with them all the time and then when it <laughs> And then I'm thinking about like, oh, and then when it doesn't work out, you're like super disappointed and then you have to like get out of the, you know, like, 
routine. Like fantasizing? Like getting your hopes up? No, 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 not even that. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Hmm. I was talking about it to my friend the other day and uh, I, I I could just see it happening. It's like, okay. Oh, uh, this is what's happening now. I'm like, you know, incorporating this person into my life. Okay. Okay. I think I get what you're saying. Like kind of like, because I guess because we do it, it's like become so cyclical for us. Like the dating patterns, it's like, you see how you're repeating the patterns and like, kind of like, okay, now I see myself doing steps A, B, C, D. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. okay, this is step B, and I can see myself doing step C next week, step D, like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And okay, it's interesting. Just like, it's just like observing myself doing it while I'm doing it rather than like after the fact. <laughs> mm, okay, okay. I, th- I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it would be a word for that or I don't know. It's just like. A thing that I was thinking about. Like, like narrating oh, okay. your actions. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just being present and aware. And having, knowing that, like, you have a choice in what you're doing. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I can choose to do this or I can go the other way yeah. and not, you know. Okay, and okay. having full, full awareness and full, like, um just being deliberate about my actions ah oh I like okay that's interesting being deliberate I think is a good way of putting yeah. it yeah hmm. yeah I I liked I, I mean I think that's like a sign of growth and a, a sign of like oh therapy and self-discovery is working because you don't feel like things just happen to me, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's more of like, I am decided. This is what I'm deciding to do. And like, I have power over what relationships I get sucked into and which ones I don't. Hmm. Like I'm choosing to put my time and effort and energy into this rather than like, oh, this person is like sucking me in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Just the the autonomy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, yeah, you know, I get what you're saying. Like, it's always been there. You've always been making choices, but now you actually yeah. see it, like can observe it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's good. It's like a good It is. Yeah. Sign. Totally. Look at that. Look at us growing up. Look at us. Learning and growing. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably why our dating lives are so boring. <laughs> it's because we're learning and not repeating yeah, mistakes. The, the healthier we get, the more boring this <laughs> podcast becomes. <laughs> well, I don't know it's about like, that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We're getting we their shit together. Uh oh. Oh, shit. We got to be 25 again. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> um, actually, I think I think I'm very interested to talk about. We're gonna go into a segment after the break. Uh, we're gonna look at dating news because there are some stories to talk about. So that that could be exciting stuff. 
Okay. So I heard about this really stupid sex toy. And I guess it can be considered in the news because there's been a few articles written about it recently. But it's the world's first ball dildo. Um, <laughs> Why don't you, what's the clever it's name sex for it? Toy. It's called the ball dough. Uh, it's, I never, it's, it's just, is so wild to me. I can't believe that someone thought of this, but it's like this, like cage shaped or it's like a dildo sort of shaped thing, but it's got, it's like open in the middle and you, apparently you're supposed to, a guy is supposed to put his balls in it. And or any person <laughs> with a penis. And, or, yes, or any person with a penis. So let's put their balls in it, and then uh, it's for, like, penetrative sex, so you can have sex with someone with your balls. And I just I don't it get so it. ridiculous. I mean, I get... Okay, so we're looking at a review of the Baldo from Wired. <laughs> um... It was published on March 6th, and it says, The world's first ball, dil- ball dildo. The ball dildo. It's got a rating of 2 out of 10. Not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, From this particular but- person, anyway. Let me Let me read a portion here, because I guess the point is that... And, you know, I don't have balls, so I don't know this. But I guess it's just because there's so, like, a lot of nerve endings in the balls. Like, there is, like, pleasure to be had there. The, this Baldo people claim that it's the same skin as the vulva. I don't know huh? if that's true, but that's what they're claiming. Like, it's what? like the ball skin is, like, kind of the same as, like, the vulva. Like, the outside of the... It's, like, the same... Yeah, but the vulva's got a clit. Well, not the clit, but, you know, like the outside. Oh, like the labias and stuff? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Just like rubbing around the clit? That's what they claim. Okay, so it's like... that's what they claim. Okay, okay. So, okay, I see what you're... Okay. So, basically, the baldo is... W- is meant for your balls to be able to penetrate. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. It's so... Baldo claims that it will result in a, a form of orgasm, quote, so new and different that it will take years for the possibilities of ball sex and the associated ballgasm to be truly understood. It's uh, it's very revolutionary. Revolution in the ballgasm. <laughs> I oh don't. My I'm God. like. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know. Not to like kink shame or anything, but like if this interests you, cool. But I am just like, it seems really unnecessary. <laughs> like, who asked for this? Yeah, I don't like part of me initially was a little bit intrigued because I thought it would like do something for women more. 
No. Or, you know, people with vulvas. I don't think so. Or vaginas. No, it's just meant for someone with a penis to get a different kind of pleasure, which, I mean, hey, if you're into that, cool, but I don't really (laughs) care. It looks (laughs) so uncomfortable, though, also for the receiver. Like... And yeah. the, review, the review that I read, too, it was like it was too big, like, to fit inside comfortably. So, oh. like. Yeah, because balls just, are all different sizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have to, like, stretch it into balls? this. <laughs> the, the, the comment I saw on uh, my friend. My friend got one of these, like, as they, like, sent it to her to review. And she, they didn't send anything else with it. They just, like, randomly sent it to her. But I saw a comment on it, and it was, like, Ball Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's like this, like, it's so bizarre. Uh, you got to look up a picture of this uh, if you haven't. If you're you listening have to at home, what we're, Google what we're Baldo. Yeah, you got to see it because it's it's just like, wow, what? And then yeah, you have to like stretch like... them into the thing. I, it's so weird. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it seems really, painful. really not fun at all. And just <laughs> like it can't you can't really get a good because balls are so floppy and like. I know. I just feel like it'd be hard to, erect, you know. Yeah. And like a, the dick's to, right like, there. Finagle them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, I a I for know. effort. I just had like, to talk about this. It's I, cool that someone they're else had to know about this. I was like, okay, I know about this thing, and now you all have to know about it because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> if anybody has tried it, be honest. Let us know. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it was like a great it. experience, but if it was, we'd be interested in hearing that. You know, also, they claim that you can get a ballgasm. Interesting. An orgasm just from the balls? I don't know. <laughs> Seems fake, but who knows? Yeah. I just, I, yeah. I mean, the reviews are not good. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that's the Baldo. That's a thing. Just heads up. Just heads up, everyone. Baldos are real. They exist. Um, I want to talk about, okay, so I was looking up dating news and two different articles came up that I am very intrigued by. Um, okay. One is from Slate and the person writes, I guess it's like an advice column. For how to do it um, about somebody who became totally ripped and says it has a strange effect on everyone they date. So I'm going to read it. Okay. Okay. Dear how to do it. Oh, and by the way, this was published on April 4th. I'm a man in my late 20s with an issue I have noticed recently that I am not too sure how to handle. When I was younger, I was constantly teased about being overweight. When I became a teenager, I got into weightlifting and have been consistent at it since then. As a result, I've gotten very muscular, so much so that people have mistaken me for a bodybuilder. 
While in my early 20s, after I came out as gay, I wanted to only be with muscular men. As I started getting older, I recognized that bodies change over time and my muscular guys only stance was shallow and limiting. Yes. Recognizing this was huge and I soon realized how attracted I was to men of all body types and sizes. In fact, what I get most attracted to are someone's facial features. I'm a sucker for off-centered noses. Demeanor, smile, and voice. Thanks to this, I have gone on dates with various men, but I've noticed an issue which tends to come up. If I am on a date with someone who is not muscular, they tend to seem insecure. They will often say, I don't get why someone like you is into me, or don't be disappointed because I don't have a lot of muscle. I try to assure them of my interest and let them know that I am pursuing them because I am attracted to them, but if I'm being honest, it's a bit off-putting to hear these things, especially in the early stages. It feels deflating and seems that I have to prove that I am attracted to them. Whether sexting, flirting, or even just after having had sex, they will express their surprise or disbelief that I would want them, usually saying, muscle guys want muscle guys. Many of these relationships, whether for continued hookups or dating, end up not going anywhere, and while I used to take it personally, I have to wonder if I'm just rubbing up against others' insecurities. Having been shamed for my body growing up, I'm very aware uh of not talking about my eating habits, talking about others' weight, or giving unsolicited advice about working out to others. So I'm glad that I'm not uh, not be obnoxious in that area. I guess that's a typo. But uh, I do mention how I go to the gym as it is a hobby of mine that I love. Outside of doing these things, how can I assure someone who doesn't like weight training or sports that I am legitimately into them? Ooh. That's intriguing. That is an yeah. interesting... Um, Thing And they, they obviously give advice here. They give their thoughts, which I can read. But if we want to discuss it on our own first, um, yeah. I, I think that's a really interesting thing to bring up because it's, you know, I kind of have this mentality and it has changed over the years. But, you know, as a woman who isn't thin, I'm, I'm a fat woman. It's like I get really surprised when I match with like muscular fit guys. And mm. it's definitely like a thing. Um, but I, I never think of it in terms of like, I guess the, the difference is like, for me, it's not coming from a perspective of like, oh, they're not going to like, like, it's not coming from insecurity. It's not coming from me feeling like I'm not good enough for them. For me, it's more from a place mm -hmm. of like, we have nothing in common probably. And you probably don't yeah. want to date a person who doesn't want to go to the gym and like, you know, things like that. Like, yeah, you probably want somebody. That's who's... my thing too is like, yeah. Yeah. Whenever I see people that are like super ripped, I'm like, okay, we have different values in like what we do with our day. <laughs> That's like the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. But I mean, I guess what this thing brings up is like, that's an assumption that we have that maybe we shouldn't be having because like, yeah, there are guys who are really into working out and getting jacked, but that doesn't necessarily mean they expect that from someone they're dating. And sure. I mean, yeah, a lot of the guys <laughs> that I've dated have kind of, I mean, most of them have not been guys who work out, but a lot of them have been very like, you know, like my ex, my most recent ex was getting into like weightlifting and weight training and things like that and started getting those like muscles and shit. And I was like, yeah, this is interesting. I've never been with someone like this before. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. me to change my body or, you know, change how I look. So it's definitely an yeah. interesting 
thing to think about. And I, I do understand the perspective of like someone being very intimidated, maybe not intimidated, but I guess the way he puts it is yeah. like people just don't believe him. Yeah, I mean, I guess I probably would have a similar reaction too. If someone super duper ripped was into me, I'd be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like once you hear it, like you hear it once, you don't got to bring it up again. Like if they're saying they're into you and they yeah. like being with you, like that's it. Know, why do you have I to keep bringing it like, up? Just like trust it and yeah. Trust it. Yeah, just know drop it. If they're making an effort, like then they're into you. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, feel it like does we sound... do. It's a thing with. It's definitely a thing of him running into other people's low self esteem because when you have low self esteem, you're always like testing people to be like, "Do you still like me?" You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to tell me in so many ways. Otherwise, you don't believe it's real uh, kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I guess having better self-esteem, you don't you're not always looking for like that constant reassurance validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. And it sounds too like this person's like in their early to mid 20s. And I think that's an especially self-conscious age time oh, age yeah. period. Yeah. So it's definitely That's harder. That's why I love to... my 30s. Yeah. It's harder to I believe even 30s. when someone's like, shut up. I think you're great. Like, I like you. Like, it's harder yeah. to believe it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, that's why I love my 30s. Is like, I know myself so much more now than I did in my 20s. And I was like, so insecure in my 20s. Mm hmm. Totally. It's just like, and it's only going to continue. Know. Like, as we age, it's only going to get you know better and better. Oh yeah, and more like we'll just I'm be like, this is what it. It is. this is who I am. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no changing me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> why don't wa- I'll look into? Let's read now what the response is and see if we were s- similar in our response. So this is the response, dear Muscle Bro, your issue could be filed under hot people problems (laughs) but i don't think it should be dismissed as such hot people have problems okay all right i get if you say so um in this particular Mm. case time is your friend after you tell people you're legitimately into them show it stay engaged and attentive don't give them reason to doubt you you can solidify your intentions by sticking with guys when it makes sense continue seeing them the longer they see you hanging in there the more serious you'll seem okay that's interesting yeah um it's true yeah yeah that makes sense there's no other way to like get to know someone or like you know deepen a relationship other than just spending time with someone like if you're consistent then Mm -hmm. that says something yeah um okay they continue theoretically at least Uh, Your date's logic isn't exactly sound. If muscle guys want muscle guys and you're with a guy who isn't a muscle guy, what is it exactly that they think you're doing? Research for a role? 
I understand insecurity and I understand the tyranny of beauty standards, but what you describe is so extreme it seems like a rampant inability to take a compliment. It's like how Chili sang in TLC's Baby, Baby, Baby. Long as you know that I could have any man I wanted, but still I choose you. Sound like a brag, but it's actually flattering. Okay, whatever. Stupid. Uh, but you know, I understand this, but I think another aspect of this that maybe isn't being extrapolated on that could be is the fact that and again, like fat women talk about and deal with this all the time. It's like a bunch of guys are down to sleep with us, but it, it's coming from a more fetishistic angle a lot of the time. And you can't really mm -hmm. trust if they really do want to date you. Like there is this thing that happens where it really, it can trip you up because you want to believe that this person really likes you, but if they're doing subtle things that don't show that they're serious about dating, but they keep just wanting it to be physical and like not really go on dates in public, not introduce you to friends. Like yeah. those are the red flags that are like, okay, like I am something that you're either like embarrassed about or you're fetishizing or you just want to try. It was like a trial period, but you want to end up with a thin person those are legitimate mm. things that happen that I could see somebody in this situation who's like dating a very conventionally attractive muscular person could be worried about if they're like on the fatter yeah. side, if they're a bigger person. Because that those things happen like frequently to yes to people that are uh, fatter. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, you're always looking out for those things. Because it happens, yeah. it's like a pattern. It happens in the past. Yeah, totally. And you know, I'm I'm what's considered, I think, more like small fat. I'm not like on the bigger end of the fat spectrum. So you know, people who experience it on that bigger end of the spectrum, it's even more of like a valid fear kind of response. I think because it's like it's just so much more prevalent and more like of a kind of like thing that you have to like really tiptoe around and know how to, it's like delicate because it's like, you don't want to accuse someone of fetishizing you, but yeah. there's still a good chance that they might be. Mm -hmm. And you and really got to like, don't are the people that fetishize, like, do they know that they're doing it or like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I think a mixture, I think yes and no. It's like, or not even fetishizing, but, like, not being able to come to terms with their attraction in a public way. Like, they know privately that this is what they prefer yeah. to date. This is who they prefer to date. Uh, but yeah. are still kind of, like, succumbing to societal pressures of, like, but this isn't yeah. who my friends and family would approve of or would want me to date. Or at least I think that in my mind. I've never actually talk to them about it or brought it up you know but it's like preconceived notions mm -hmm. or like yeah just the way that toxic masculinity and things like that play into all of this um so even if it's not like straight up like fetishizing like I only see you as a sexual person uh it's yeah it's still there's some sort of conscious yeah. and subconscious like 
yeah. I'm hiding this for a reason. When this is when this is happen when it's happened to you in the past, like at what point did you realize like what was like the tip off of like, oh, they're afraid to like bring me around whatever. Or I mean, it took a while, honestly, like I was so insecure in my early 20s and I wasn't even as fat back then as I am now. Like I weigh more now than I've ever weighed in my life, I think. I mean, I haven't weighed myself in a while, but I'm pretty sure like my pant, like (laughs) I keep growing in clothing sizes. Um, But uh, basically it took a few years and it would really just be seeing like a bunch of these hypocrisies in terms of like, okay, we're going to hang out. We're going to date for like a month or two months and you're going to be really into me, but only when we're hanging out in private not when we're like going to a bar, like barely being affectionate. And then as soon as we go back to your place, it's like, you're all over me. Like things like that. Or they Mm. say like, yeah, you know, I just don't want to be in a relationship. And then they're like in a relationship two weeks later. And the person is very physically different, you know, like things like that. Uh But it's like, you don't want to sound paranoid. You don't want to sound like, you know, you're like seeing things that aren't there. And I never really, my early 20s especially, like, these things weren't really talked about in a public way. Like, it wasn't very mainstream yet. Like, body positivity was, like, maybe just starting to, yeah. like, be a hashtag. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it really did take me a while to realize, like, oh, yeah, a lot of the guys that I was hanging out with in my early 20s, mid-20s, definitely were, like, not coming to terms with things <laughs> about their attraction to me. I mean, it's like a, it's like so different now. Um, but back yeah, then, I think like, it's also just like an indication of like, ev- no one has figured their shit out yet. And mm-hmm. like, it's like even guys, like they're not ready to uh, be open about what they like, especially if it's like not societally approved of. Mm -hmm. And but you would hope that like, you know, when they get older and get more experience, they're better able to uh, be open about it and like have done some like self-reflection. And it it seems like you've also like specifically dated people that have grown a little bit in that area. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to think so. Then, uh. (laughs) Grown more than uh, what the people that we were dating in our 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I, I mean, I, yeah, this person, it didn't really get into this in this advice column. But I think that's something that should have been addressed or brought up is like yeah. that angle of like why maybe some of these people are insecure is that they're scared of being yeah. fetishized. Um yeah. Yeah, it's just like thinking about it from the other person's perspective for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, this was advice on Slate by Rich Juzwiak. Juzwiak. Um, so if you want to read it yourself, think about it on your own. Head on over. Um, but yeah, those were our news articles. Talking yeah. about ball dildos and fetishizing and <laughs> fetishization. Completely different conversations. <laughs> they sound like they go together. Yep.
<laughs> Ball dildos and muscle men. Well, How about that? <laughs> um, well, is that I think that's about it for the podcast this week. But listen uh, or sign up for the Patreon to hear our bonus episode uh, where we're going to share some juicy private details. Other things that have happened to us this week. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, And also subscribe to our Patreon. Don't forget if you want to hear that bonus content. That's how how you hear the bonus content is patreon.com slash by Felipe Pod. Um, That's it for this week. See you later, folks. (laughs) Bye. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and or share it with a friend. If you really want to support us, subscribe to our Patreon, where you can access early commercial-free episodes, weekly mini-episodes, and unlock the full back catalog of bonus content. Submit a question or story to our number, 323-435-6919. Special thanks to our producer, Jack, for creating all of the original music.